Over the years, my karate has gotten better. It's become easier to learn, it's become more effective, and it's definitely become more fluid. And I owe that to Eskrima. Hey, what's up? I'm Ken. This is Kenfu TV, and each week I release videos in the martial arts, philosophy, technique, that sort of thing. Today, we're talking about how Eskrima has improved my karate. But first, when it comes to Eskrima, don't forget that I have a seminar live this weekend, Sunday, December 4th, at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 a.m. Okinawa Time. It's going to be broadcast through Bujin TV, so you can use my code KENFU to get a free month, be able to log in, check out this seminar, check out a bunch of the other material that's up there, and join me train live with me doing some Eskrima sensitivity drills as well as joining Dan Bernardo and James Pankovich on Tai Chi push hands and, and Karate's Kakie, all these sticky hand push hands type drills. It's going to be amazing, going to be incredibly cool. It's free if you're on Bujin TV, so jump on there, check it out. If you're here local or close enough, why don't you come do it with me? Do it right here in my dojo. That'd be amazing. Don't hesitate, reach out and see how you can come do that live with me. Also, don't forget, if you want to learn a little bit about how I teach Eskrima, or Karate, or Jiu-Jitsu, for that matter, you can become a member of this channel and get access to all my instructional content, videos straight from the mat, where I'm teaching what I teach, how I teach it, as well as access to a private Facebook group, amazing conversations, and a whole lot more. Details are in the video description. You can click that join link to get information about the different tiers offered, and no matter what you choose, you are helping support this channel. Also in the video description are chapter markers if you want to jump straight to a specific part of this video. It's no secret, I love Eskrima, Kali, Arnis, whatever you call it. There's a lot of different, different ways, a lot of different history on why that word might be one thing versus another. The point is, Filipino martial arts is incredible and I really, really enjoy it. I've been teaching it for a number of years now and training it for a lot longer than that, and it just has this, this little something, this je ne sais quoi, that just makes all of the other things I do better. It was the glue, it was the thing that put together the way my arts work. It's helped my jiu-jitsu, it's helped my karate, and today that's what we're talking about, is how Kali has affected my karate. But lastly, before we get started, if, if Kali has affected your martial arts, the way that you train, or the way that you do what you do, hit that comment section and share it, and let's discuss the ways that Kali has helped you. Number one, and this is a big one, this is, I'm finding a lot of people adopting this from a variety of different places, it just so happens that Eskrima is where I got it myself, is this idea of principle-based learning. This concept that whatever you're doing, it's not, it's not what it is, it's the expression of the principle that's important. And so instead of a particular exact motion, what are the principles at work that are making that thing possible? Kali starts us off immediately with the idea of angles of attack, using those as a template. Any type of motion that you might need to deal with, and you address the angle that it's entering on, not the attack itself. So it doesn't matter if it's a punch or a back fist or a kick or a knife or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's how is that approaching you, and how do you approach dealing with anything that comes at you from that angle? Love this approach. This has been a huge thing for the way that I that I approach everything going forward. This was probably the first thing that radically changed how I looked at my karate. Instead of looking at very specific techniques and concretely going, okay, if they throw a back fist, then I need to do this particular thing. And instead going, if it enters on this line, I have these options, period. I have any of these options available to me because of that line. Dividing everything out into angles is a great way to really simplify what's happening in art and focus on the things that are taking place. So 
how how does it work? When you look at principle-based learning, you look at the principles of the way the energy is delivered, look at the principles of the way that you need to move, in what way you need to get out of the way, where you're safe, where you're in danger. But the idea that the principles are at the core of everything, and no matter what drill you're doing or what training method you're doing, those sets of principles are always underneath it all, and those sets of drills and, and methods are just expressions of ways to approach that principle. When you become comfortable with that, seeing from different perspectives really helps you determine what is the principle and what is the variable. They're separate things, and so you got to understand which one's important. Applying this to karate, finding the principles of energy, the principles of mass, the principles of moving an object and force and all these things, these are the things that make all of your martial arts work. And when you approach them that way, your training becomes more diverse. The way that you approach it becomes easier. It's no longer a concrete encyclopedia of technique that you have to understand. It's just a small set of principles and a bunch of different ways to explore them. In at number two comes a, a deeper understanding of ranges. The Filipino martial arts, at least all the ones that I've trained, have defined ranges typically in at least three. There might be more, but there's a three main ones. For, for our style, they're called larga mano, medio mano, and corto mano, or the long, the medium, and the close. Really quickly, they're defined as long range is when I can hit you. I can hit your weapon hand, I can hit your knee, I can hit whatever it is, but you can't hit me. So where I am, where I've moved, has allowed me to be able to hit you, but I'm outside of your range to hit me. That's the long range. Medium range being if I'm close enough to touch your hands, your arm, we, the fang as we call it, but not close enough just to touch your trunk, your your head, your chest, that sort of thing, then I'm at the medium range. And corto is when I can, if I could touch your face, then I'm in close range. There are other ranges, but these are the primary, and you could look at the fact that other ranges are, are kind of deviations from this general concept. Really simplifying these ranges and coming to a strong understanding of when you are or are not in one of them is a huge way of managing how you fight how your technique works, what things can you do when you are at this long range where certain things won't work because you just aren't close enough. And what other things can you do at medium range? What are the things you need to be aware of or focused on in that range? And the same goes for corto. So these ideas that what's available to you, what's not available to you, what vulnerabilities exist in that space, and what are your likely options or likely things to happen. This is a, a fantastic way to approach dealing with range. And then again, range becomes nothing more than a principle that gets explored in a, in a thousand different ways. And you learn that you move through those ranges, that you never exist at a particular one. But instead, you learn to move through them smoothly and with intent. Karate has this to a point, depending on how you train and, and that sort of thing. It tends to not be focused on you're either in range or out of range it's more about what things you're doing and not about what's actually what range you're in it just doesn't come up it doesn't get talked about as much paying attention to that and redefining it is a good way to make sure that you're coming back to this concept and bolting down what your options are there so you're creating this this database of knowledge of when i'm at the quartal range i have these tools available to me when i'm at the medium range i have these tools available to me i really like this approach and this concept of understanding at each range what your assets and liabilities are i think that that is a really smart way to approach it Next up are the translations, or at least that's what, what my art calls it. The translations are taking your principles, the things that you do, and applying them in a number of different ways. 
So for example, you typically would start with a stick and then you translate that skill to both hands with the double stick and you translate that skill to, to mixed range by using a long and a short weapon. You translate that into a closer range by using one or two single weapons, shorter weapons, and then translate it again to the empty hand and how it functions at empty hand. Also exploring things like flexible weapons or longer weapons, all these different ways. These are called translations. And I really like the idea that you're taking things that you already do and translating them to another method based on the tools and options you have available to you, rather than having a specific curriculum for each individual thing. Karate and, and thusly Kabuto have, have a very strong way of doing that. And this may be from more of the Japanese influence of categorizing and and regimenting what's taking place and, and organizing it in that systematic way. But what happens is you start to really focus and it, it kind of closes closes the box. It kind of puts blinders on so that you're not seeing the fact that these are the same things. You're seeing them as different things. It forces you to see them as different things when they shouldn't be different things. If they share the same principles, you should be able to attach and understand that idea. And you should translate the knowledge that you have to a new thing. And that makes you more capable of exploring something you've never done and probably being pretty good at it if you can apply existing knowledge. So utilizing the method of translation to do the same thing with a different tool and explore the attributes of that tool or that range or whatever it is that you're doing is an excellent way to make sure that the growth of the individual and their ability to take on new knowledge and to teach themselves further skill is huge. Probably one of the most important ones and the ones that's affected me the most is the focus on flow and the idea that you never you never stop. You're always in motion and you're always taking advantage of whatever is available to you. So constantly moving, striking, changing, adapting, parrying, whatever is taking place, you're constantly moving in and out of states of offense and defense, of long range and close range, of striking and defending and blocking and moving and all of these things back and forth, in and out, and learning to fluidly move amongst them without having to pause or stop to change gears. That's a huge deal. And I noticed that as, as I continue to train karate alongside the Eskrima, that I found that my ability to bridge that gap from one thing to another, from, from striking to defending to striking again, to changing range and moving, all those things became much more fluid and my karate became much more effective. And lastly, is just the idea of play. The Filipino martial arts, they, they call them players and, and that's what they call it. Hey, you want to play. And, and playing, it meant sparring, it meant fighting, it, it could be the opposite of what you'd ever think of it being play, but it was play. As kids, they would learn a lot of their skills through games and things like that. The idea that you are learning something serious, something deadly, but able to apply it in a, in a fun way that lets you attach to it in a better, deeper way. It's such a wonderful thing. It, it removes the concept of failure a bit. And because if you're playing, did you really lose? You're not too worried about that. You're, I'll try this again. Or, oh, that didn't work. What about this? That ability to not succumb to failure and not to focus on the ability to fail and be so stressed about having to win perfectly the first time, you take that out and suddenly your development goes through the roof. Your skill improves dramatically so quickly, making enjoyment out of what you do. Hopefully for a lot of us, this never becomes something that we even have to address in a 
dangerous or or real type way because instead over the course of our training we we learn to be more aware and avoid situations that we think could turn bad and become more aware of when somebody's contemplating or thinking about doing something because you kind of see it in their body you pick up this awareness and that awareness is the skill that you use to keep yourself safe so if that's the case and you're not actually preparing yourself for for a battle of some sort because it's less likely to happen then you've got to get some enjoyment out of it and enjoying it is how you'd never get tired of continuing to improve you just keep going you're you're having so much fun that you work an extra 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes just improving playing goofing around but with intent and with purpose it makes you a better martial artist and the filipino martial arts has that in spades this concept of enjoying what you do and not taking it so seriously but being incredibly good at it i love it i love it so that's it those are the five those are the first five things that spring to mind when i think of eskrima and the way that it has affected my karate hopefully that you've had similar experiences with your cross training things that have improved the way that you train and if you've trained kali specifically i'd definitely love to hear in the comments what how that affected your training and the way that you approach what you do. Similarly, you might look at how your karate has affected the other things that you do. That's all I have for you today. Hopefully you enjoyed this. And if you want a little bit more of this, an exploration into how we play and how we turn that into a combative thing, consider coming to my seminar this weekend, Saturday, December 4th, come and do some play with me and learn how the Filipino martial arts can add flow and principles into what you do also get a great chance to train with Dan Bernardo and James Pankovich and learn from them as well. It's going to be incredible. It'll be happening live on the internet so you can tune in from anywhere or if you're close you can come train with me in person. Don't forget you can join this channel if you want to see more of the Filipino martial arts the way that I teach it. There's a join link down below that'll get you access to a bunch of videos recording how we do some of the things that we do. Some of the lessons that I give in the way I think about these martial arts. If you're looking for a couple more videos like this, you can catch this one or this one. And if you want to subscribe, you can do that right here. I'm Ken. This is Kenfu TV, and I'll catch you in the next one.